Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host is a course creator who currently generates over $1 million a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. And just so you know, he is also the biggest Game of Thrones fan in the world. Hashtag Team Lannister, Mr. Jonah Petrohelos. All right. Thank you for that very kind introduction that I wrote myself and paid someone else to say for me. I'm super excited to get into this week's show. Just before I do, I wanted to let everyone listening know at the Course Creator Community, we actually have a Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the world for Course Creators. There's something like four or 5,000 of us in there. Everyone's super supportive. We all share tips and, and ideas, and I'd love to invite you into that group there. Podcasting, I love podcasting, but I feel it's very one way. You know, it's just me talking to, to someone else. I'm a community guy. I'd love for everyone listening to this to join the community. I'll put the link in the, the show notes, or if you just want to type in Facebook, the Course Creator Community. Uh, anyway, let's get into this week's podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we've got an absolute rock star on the line this week. A little bit about this person. She's an edutainer coach. Now, that's not a spelling mistake I made or I don't have a, a, an accent or anything. What she does is she helps coach. Uh, she helps coaches and course creators combine education and entertainment to create an epic experience. Now, I'm sure we all want to give our students epic experiences uh, because out of the goodness of the heart, and that's what we want to do. But if you can do it, it enables you to also charge more for your courses. And that's what this woman is going to uh, help us do. You know, how can we increase the value of our course, whether it's from 500 for 50 to 500 or, or 500 to 5,000, she's got the principles. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Areej Ahmed. Areej, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Jono. No, thank you for coming on. Areej, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up? Have you got one for us? Yes, I do. Um, the quote starts with, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is only potential power. Action is power. This is by Tony Robbins. And I, I love this because I realize it doesn't, you can be the smartest person or you know everything or you're taking all these education, but yet you're not doing anything about it. So what's the point? And, and that really triggered me because I realized I love reading. I, I started looking into audiobooks and that was a whole thing. And now I realize every year I'm increasing how much I'm reading. And now, and now I start to think, I'm like, wait, I just read, I just listened to a hundred books, but why am I still the same? This is not right. So, and, and, I, and I think this is how as course creators, we should start looking into that when we're giving our knowledge out there. Is that enough? Shouldn't we really have them now act upon it? And are we even, you know, pushing them forward to do that? Yeah. Yes. Love that. I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan myself. And I, I love that quote too. Um, and I'm also a huge reader myself. And I think they, you need both, right? Obviously you need to educate yourself, but if you don't implement anything, like you can be the smartest person in the world, you're still going to be broke, you know? And then the opposite, the way I, I like to consider myself anyway is that every, I may not be the smartest person in the world, 
but every bit of knowledge that I have, I make sure that I monetize it somehow or that, you know, I, I put that knowledge into practice so that it uh, it benefits me financially. So I, I love that quote there. Um, so curious, Areej, what got you into, into course creation? What's your story or why did you get into helping course creators and, and how do you actually help them now? So my background is uh, nursing, and I've been a nurse for over 12 years now. Um, But I realized halfway that I love teaching. So the past six years, that's what I focused on. I started teaching in university, uh, school institutions, as well as um, hospital setting. And I realized the, the information that I'm giving is vital that they understand and that they implement. And in order for me to keep them being interested, I had to somehow entertain them to wanting to listen to me and wanting to continue doing it. So, and I remember this one time where there were 100 students in front of me and I gave them their exams and I'm thinking to myself like, yes, we're almost done. And they finished their exam and as, and everybody, and usually when they finish class, they're gone, I don't see them again. But But that day I realized few of them, like a lot of them were waiting in front of the door. So I pick up the exam and I'm walking out and uh, the students were saying like, they were smiling saying, what other courses are you teaching? What, you know, or what are you planning to teach? And I thought, yes, I got to them because it's not about just the knowledge, but it's about wanting to learn more from you and how you're delivering it. And I think that's really important. So yes, as a course creators, we have the knowledge and we want to be able to teach, but now we need to be able to step up a little and, and, and try to give more to actually help them transform. And this is now with these skills, I am now on a mission to sort of give that value to really boost that program that anyone has. Yeah. Love that. It's like, and I'll I'll put that a little bit in, in my perspective as well. So my background is in fitness, more specifically group fitness, right? Yeah. And it's still teaching in a way, right? It's not traditional teaching education, but there's an element you're, you're, you're I guess you want to call them a group fitness teacher, but an instructor, an instructor teacher, you know, much of a muchness, right? And there's a difference between just giving someone the exercises. All right, guys, you know, here are the 10 exercises, go and do them. I'll put my music on and put a stopwatch and yell out motivational quotes. Eh, You know, you're still delivering the content there, right? But there's a difference if you can make it an experience for the people in that class there. And if you can make it an experience, they're not only going to keep coming back to your class again and again and again, but they're going to ask you, hey, what else are you you're teaching there? So I can 100% relate to that. Um, and then also it makes it more valuable, right? Sure. If, if let's sure. use those students as an example there, let's say, for example, you're like, yep, great. Hey, I'm teaching, you know, this other course here. Um, you know, you can do the generic version with this other teacher, which is, I don't know how education works over there, but it's X amount of dollars, you know, or you can do my one here. It's an extra, whatever it is, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, whatever. They're, well, I'm not going to say they're probably, but they're more likely to pay that if they're getting a better, if you can give that person a better experience, you're going to be able to, to charge more. So I, I love that there. Well said. Uh, let's bring it into the online world now, Areej. People may be listening to this and being like, ah, yeah, all well and good, Areej. It's different teaching in person. You know, oh, yeah, all well and good, Jono. It's fitness isn't, you know, group fitness isn't, isn't an online course. Let's bring it to the online course world, Areej. What can someone listening to do, listening to this now, online course creator, what can they do to, to be a better teacher or to give their students a better experience? What tips can you give us? 
Awesome. So, um, okay. So there's four steps that I um, could think of that you can do to create that epic experience. One is you want to make sure that you want to keep it short, not too long and not too, and not too short. And, and what they say now, it's, um, it should be like about eight, per, eight minutes. So this is when you're having a recorded session, you want to make it short. If you choose to make it long, um, let's say after 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you want to, or as you're talking, you want to ask a question to be able to get them back, the listeners back um, listening to you. Okay, there's this um, concept called the drifting theory, meaning that I could be looking at you nodding saying yes I understand but really I just went and I was talking about thinking about what happened yesterday or I'm already thinking about what am I going to do tomorrow really am I listening right now I don't know and you the men the men will relate to that one quite a lot I think the women may be thinking that doesn't happen Uh, I'm sure the men can say that we've probably done that a time or two before let's take a quick break When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. And you probably become really good at it. It's like, wait, <laughs> and rephrase the last three words, and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, That's as exactly an instructor, <laughs> yeah, yeah, as yeah. an instructor, what we need to do is sort of say, okay, from what I just said, how can you relate to this? Or um, can you give me an example of this? Or bring your story. Basically, whenever you're talking to, um, whenever you're delivering your topic, you need to think, they're always thinking, they're tuning into one radio station, uh, WIIFM. Have you heard of that? What's in it for me? So you want to be able, and that's because of that, you don't want to make it too long. Um, You know the story of uh, the gold, um, was it Goldilocks and the Three Bears? Yeah. So and, and then they were, we got so them in Australia too. Yeah, yeah. Were those <laughs> those bears in Canada as well? Were they? Oh yeah. You yeah. want to quickly mention it? So it's like the uh, Goldilocks um, goes into this house and finds the porridge, and then she goes on the first, wants to take a sip from the first porridge, and it was too hot. The second one was too cold. Then the third one, it was just right. Then she goes into the uh, sits on a chair, and it was like too hard too soft and the other one was like just right then same thing with the bed it was um too big too small it was just right the whole concept of just right theory um go- it's called goldilocks effect this is real like psychologically this is how we think so when students are listening to you you don't want to give too much information that is so detailed that all of a sudden they're like okay whoa um you want to give it just enough for them to make that action so this is uh, really important to to know the other thing the second one is make it simple so what does that mean it means whatever information you're giving you want to make it um like a, a grade five level that very simple anyone can understand and how you can tell is choose someone that doesn't know your topic or um, have not heard of it yeah and then just tell them if they're really listening you're good if all of a sudden they're like what do you mean or their facial expressions changing then you need to you know like change it up and and make it really simple 
Um, and this is really important because when they're listening to you, you don't want them to think like, what do they mean? Or what does that mean? And then just let, don't let them think just, okay, I got it. I understand. Next. Third, make it interesting. And this is where that um, epic experience comes in. Um, I'm going to explain a little bit uh, more about, about this one. Um, so making it interesting as in, don't just tell me what to do, um, show me, right? And um, what makes a difference between you as a coach or as a course creator versus somebody else who's delivering the same topic is two things, your experience and your personality. Now add a story to that and bam, that's what makes your program like an amazing experience because it's Jono and I love the way he's presenting and I love his experience and I love his stories it's it's him it's not like anybody else who is also a fitness you know coach and things like that so that's what makes you very unique right and so and this is where I um and this is where the fourth comes in which is storytelling that's really important for every topic you have you must have a story. And, and if you want them to remember anything in detail, then put in in detail those story. And I remember once uh, me and my sister were um, sitting down and we were watching this uh, speaker and, and she said, oh, wow, I really like her. And I said, oh, uh, what, what is she, what did, you know, what did you learn from her? She said, yeah, I took this course a few years ago. I don't remember what I learned, but I know I liked her. Hmm. And that means that she just liked that feeling but couldn't really relate exactly what that topic is. And usually if, if that um, speaker has, um, has mentioned some stories, those like matter what years can pass, but they will remember, oh, I, I liked when Jono said this. And I remember that story. That was funny. Or I remember he said that way. Usually um, stories are the best way that they can remember. So just making sure that there's always a story with each topic that helps. Now with keeping it interesting, I wanted to add a little bit more about that. Usually most, a lot of the um, courses that we have, there, there needs to be a mindset, right? We need to be able to get them into that mindset and being able to get them to really finish the course, um, get a, like, let's finish this and let's, um, yeah, just more of the mindset. And um, I'll give you an example of what I did with that. And this was done online, okay? And there were about um, 60 um students um, there. So what I did is I got everybody to get an ice jug of ice, wait, a jug, water and ice. Okay. Um, it was cold. Uh, we made sure we waited for like a good 10 minutes. So we all at the same time, we put the ice, 12 ice cubes in a jug of water. And what I said was, okay, so I want everybody at the same time in a count of three, when I say in, everybody puts their hands in to that jug of water. Nobody makes a, you know, um, closes their fist. It has to be out open like that. So everybody open, you know, like spread their hands and it's like one, two, three, in. So we're all in and what happens? It's cold, it, it hurts, that pain is there. So everyone is like, ah, so everyone's voicing like, oh my God, it's so cold. Some are swearing, some are like, what is this? Why am I putting myself into this? And then I had one person type down everything that everyone was saying. Now, as they're feeling this pain, some of them were like, forget this, they, they took it out. Some of them were like, oh, I'm not gonna take my hands out. No, I'm stronger. And then, and, and then some were like, so after like a good minute and a half, people started to calm down. And there was hardly any talk anymore. And they're just looking at each other. It's like, oh, are you going to take it out? Are you going to take it out? And then in the end, it was like they didn't feel the pain anymore. 
And then it's like, okay, are we good? Yeah. And then in the end, all of us took our hands out at the same time. Now, I was like, what, what happened? So, and, and from there, I used that concept of trying to help them understand that mindset. This was scary. They put their hands in, the pain was hard. They, they verbalized, you know, and then from there, it's like, what? And then first is realizing when you're in there, it, it, it's painful. You want to think, can I control this pain? Or can I, is it controllable or uncontrollable? Some said it is controllable. So I'm going to get out, forget this. And some were like, nope, it is, it's, it is controllable, but I choose to still stay in that pain because I want to win. So, and then from there, it's like some looked at each other and said, wait, if you guys can do it, so can I. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. So from that concept, there's so many things you can teach them because then you want to be able to let them realize the importance of community because when they saw everyone else in pain, they were like, okay, it's fine. We're doing it together. Mm -hmm. And when they saw each other, it become like a, a fun competition. And then they realize, oh, wait, it is really hard. But in the end, my body was able to, mean, you know, to maintain it. At like to overcome it and hey it's not that bad and, and really in life everything is really hard at the beginning and then in the end you think oh well yeah it wasn't too bad so this I've, i realized with this the amount of information and insights that everybody come out of it it was so much fun and it was um it was so good and then some would say i'm gonna hold the ice in my hand and see how long they could do it and it was like nope that was too hard but realizing that what you say to yourself and what you, you know, it, it matters. And it's like, no, I can do it. I know I'm going to do it. And then they tend to make it. While others who says, oh, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can, they tend to quickly take it out. And this is what I wanted to sort. And, and I guess this is where it comes in, where you don't want to just leave it as record. Just don't tell me the importance of mindset. Show me in this kind of concept. So then it's like, oh, wow, that was fun. I remember. And then she told me this, 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 this. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Okay. Some good bits of info there. Let me break these down one by one. Make sure I understand them. Make sure the listeners understand them. So point number one was keep it short, but not too short. That's the Goldilocks principle, right? And yeah, I, I love that there because I'm, <laughs> I've seen some courses that the, the first one comes to my mind. This one, because um, I, I sort of do courses for other people as well, or I used to. This one guy sent me over a course, a seven-hour course, one video. Because he just, he videoed his workshop and he's like, yep, here you go. And I'm like, ah, this isn't going to work. You know, no one's watching a, a seven hour thing there. Um, yeah, I, I like around that eight minutes myself. It obviously varies, right? And then some are a bit longer, some are a bit shorter and so many different ways there. But I, I love that there. And I think the key that I like there is less is more. You know, it's like, it, it, it used to be a common thing to think um, more is better. You know, and I remember I was speaking to one of my friends, it's got to be about five years ago now, you know, and he was putting together a, a course, like a manual. And he's like, right, you know, I put together this, this 200 page manual, you know, 
do you think that's enough to charge 500 bucks or should I put more pages in this manual? You know, it was all about how much info can I put in here? But the world's actually gone the other way, right? Everyone is too busy. How can we learn it in less? You know, and I'll use a fitness example and I'll use you as an example here, uh, Marij. Let's just say, let's just say you did want to lose weight. You probably don't, right? But let's just say you did want to lose weight. And I asked the question, you know, hey, Arij, you know, you can lose weight with my, you, you, got, you want to lose 10 kilos, right? Do you want to do it in 12 weeks or do you want to do it in six weeks? You're going to pick the six week, exactly, you know? Or let's even go another one. Hey, Arij, I've got this boot camp, right? Or I've got, let's do personal training. Um, I can give you the same result in a 60 minute session or a 45 minute session. Which one are you going to pick? 45. Even though it's less, right? So I think yeah. it's important to, to look at it as a course creator. If you can give someone the same information in a shorter period, it's a, it's a better thing. So I, I love that there. We then went on to simple. You know, I love that grade five level. And because my, most of my students are actually other personal trainers, I actually go a grade three level, right? Um, but, you know, if, you, if you're teaching to nurses, maybe a grade five is, is good there. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think simple is good. Because I think the, the key thing here is also you're not selling to your peers, right? If I bring it back to the fitness side of things, right? Um, let's say someone's a fitness trainer and they want to get clients, right? If they do a post with all the fitness words and the scientific words, yeah. but people aren't going to understand it, that they want to train, you know? So yeah. it's like, it's less about trying to, um, you're trying to sound smart. If you're not trying to impress your peers, you're trying to impress the people that don't know what you know, you know, so you, you got to dumb that down. And you mentioned Tony Robbins in, in one of these, he's the king of that, you know, he'll get the most complex, complex subject and break it down. I think he talks about it. He's like, yeah. Hey, if you're really smart about something, you should be able to explain it to an idiot. And he, he speaks to like, you know, astronauts and he's like, all right, tell me, explain to me how space is like this apple here, you know, dumb it down. If you can't do it, you don't know what you're talking about there. So I think that's um that's key there. And let me think even, yeah, I think that's about as deep as as, as I can go there. I think the, the more simple you make it, the better it's going to be for people going through. And you also touched on explaining it to someone who's not in your space. Mm -hmm. So just for a bit of fun, for a month, I did copywriting for, for other people. I said, hey, I'll write your copy, jump on this Zoom call. We'll do it for 30 minutes. By the end of it, we'll have copy. And the people that we could write really good copy for, were the people that could dumb it right down for the people that, that were sort of, you know, making it complicated and, and speaking to their peers, it was really hard for them to dumb it down for the copy. And I'd have to ask them. So what do you mean by that? Okay. But what does that mean? Okay. But what does that mean? Okay. But what does that mean? And it really got the person thinking like, Oh shit, you know, like I can't explain this to a, an everyday person. So I think that's a very good exercise there. We then went on to make it interesting in storytelling. And we'll probably weave those two together, right? Because Arij gave a perfect example there. She told a story about how she made her, um, her course more, a better, or more interesting there and a better experience. So I think they're two good things to, to weave in. I think it's, I'm going to ask you in a sec, you know, what are some other things we can do to you know, make it interesting right away? Um, but I think either way, like if you're listening to this study storytelling, and yeah. study um, how to be likable, you know, and study um, study humor as well. You know, there are a few things I've done. I'll, I'll give some resources and I'd love to to get some answers from you or each. So I watch a YouTube channel, Charisma on Command. Do you watch that one at all? Have you heard of that? No. 
So he, he teaches you, you know, how to be likable and, and that sort of stuff there. Um, and that's key. You know, if you can make yourself more likable, you know, people are going to be more likely to buy. They're going to have more fun on there. Uh, I actually hired a comedian to help me with my coursework and make it uh, funnier. Cause I realized I was like, man, everyone's, you know, everyone's teaching such. I thought you were natural. What's that? <laughs> I thought you were natural. I wish I was the least funny guy. I was Mr. Serious, you know, and I realized it. I'm like, man. And I was like, I was studying. I was like, what do people watch online? People like funny stuff, you know? Yeah. So I was like, well, how can I be funnier? You know? And then I did some research. No, I'll tell you a story. Right. So this is how I discovered that. I used to have a mentor, AJ Merzard in the fitness world, you know, back in 2014, did his online course. It was okay. It's good content. It was good content actually. Uh, and then a couple of years later, in 2016, I did his course again and it was, it was just so funny. He was cracking jokes through there, you know, and like, I, I wanted to watch the course, obviously to get the info, but also to hear his jokes. Like it was just so funny and such a good experience. Awesome. And then I hit him up. I'm like, AJ, man, like, what have you done in these two years? I did your course two years ago. I did your new one here. It was so much better. Not so much the content. It was just, I enjoyed watching it more. And he's like, well, you know, I hired this comedian from Las Vegas, Matt Kazam. And you know, he went through my content and taught me how to write jokes and make it funnier, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, all right, introduce me to this guy, you know, and then you know, I've been working with Matt Kazam and I've seen a, a, a better result in my social media and my public speaking all over it there. Um, and storytelling. So, yeah, I don't think I have a, a I'm going to hand it over to you, Reed. So what are some things now? They're probably my top three, I would say, you know, humor, storytelling, um, and what's the, I've got my third one already, humor, storytelling, and whatever the hell I said, but what are some things you could say that, that, that people could do right now to help make their thing more interesting? With storytelling? Uh, anything sto storytelling yes 100 and even if there's a resource there that someone could go but even if it's not storytelling what are some other things we could do to make the the course more interesting let's take a quick break if you want tips and strategies on how to start grow and monetize your business online check out the digital revolution podcast with eli adams we interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories they talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going but most importantly they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online you can listen to the digital revolution podcast on youtube spotify apple iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Um, so experiences, I want you to think of like just something that happened to you. Um, mm. uh, just um, like, I'm just thinking, because that makes it more meaningful. And with stories, yeah. it doesn't necessarily, because I remember when I, when I did a workshop on this, uh, some of my clients were like, but I don't have any stories to share. And it doesn't necessarily have to be your story then. You can sort of say, and then um, I recall, yeah. or a friend mentioned a story, or I want yeah. you to listen to this story. Like somehow, you know, just bring, it doesn't have to be your story. Just bring a story and plug it into your example. But the key is it has to be relatable. Right. Mm -hmm. And like what you mentioned, and if, and if it's humorous, oh man, they'll remember it even, even more. Right. So um, yeah, you want to make it uh, relatable. What else? Uh, you want to make it humor um, with humor. Um, and 
uh, detailed as possible, like using the whole five senses. And then I saw yeah. this and then I heard this and then I felt this and then I touched that and then I said that. So just so they can actually picture the whole thing, it makes it uh, more meaningful. Um, do you have a resource for storytelling? Do you have like, hey, read this book or watch this guy tell a story or? I, um, I do have um, like a guide, like a, a checklist that I could um, give you yeah. where whatever story you have, just see if it fits on all of that. And then what you should do um, is, of course, tell a story to somebody else before you actually, you know, make it official and, yeah. and let the whole world know. And then like, for example, if you think it's funny, first test it out and see if they actually are laughing. And then after that, um, do it, right? Mm. Um, and it, it, it's, it's amazing. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. When you're like when I was telling a story, I wanted to explain how important it is, how you deliver it. And my goal was, I'm going to tell you a story and make everyone yawn. And how oh. I did it is I would say, I'm like, oh, and then, um, but I'm um, like, and then I was so tired. Um, and then, and then I'll actually have a, you know, a, a cup of, you know, I'm like, and then I was drinking mm -hmm. mm. for the first time I'm drinking coffee. But I'm just so exhausted that, oh, and I'll keep yawning and I'll keep yawning as I'm talking. And then what happens eventually, and I'll mention like detailed information, you'll see people like, it's just so interesting. You'll see everyone's faces like already getting tired or they're already like their faces are, their expressions are like, they're feeling for me. And then it hit, like you would get at least 80% of them will start yawning as well. And that's empathy because now they're really feeling you. So it's, and, and that's what you sort of want, whether what's your end goal of it and, and things like that. And usually with the, like what a, if whoever's interested is um, when you have a story, you check up and say, okay, yep, it's, it relates. Yep. Um, what's my end goal? Do I want to make them smile? Do I want them to have an action? Do I want them to yawn? Do I want them to smile or things like that? Um, and then you do that a few times. And after that, it becomes natural. Well, with all your stories, you sort of um, do it. Yeah. Yes. No, love that time. If anyone wants tips also on how to make people yawn during a presentation, I'm, I'm the king of that. You know, I, I don't try and do it. It just, just happens naturally. So I can probably give some, some tips on that. Um, awesome. All right. Well, hey, Arij, um, I want to be sensitive of your time. And there's a few questions I always like to finish up with. One of them revolves around course hosting. So everyone listening to this is, is a course creator and everyone's got their, their favorite platform and what they use. I'm curious, what's your favorite platform or, or what platform do you use to host your courses or recommend people host their courses on? Well, uh, so far I'm looking into ClickFunnels. So okay. that's what, um, yeah, so far it's, it's really good. So far. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. So I've used it. I've actually got a ClickFunnels shirt on. I'm not sure if you can, if you recognize the, the logo there, if I can get it out of the mic, <laughs> but I'm a huge Russell Brunson fan. He's a good storyteller. If you, Definitely. if you, you know, listen to him on a webinar or read any of his books, like oh, I, yeah. and I know his stories off by heart. I can tell you all Russell Brunson's stories and all his teachings just because I, I recognize the story. That's it. Well, yes, exactly. And that's how we should be that, you know, it's like, oh yes, I remember I went to this, uh, you know, course. And I remember these stories, exactly what you said. That's awesome. He's the favorite story he tells. <laughs> so funny. He tells this story and he's like, it starts a chapter of his book. He's like, and I was writing down the, on the piece of paper. I was like, all right, if I can get my email list to 10,000 people and I can just all sell them something for $1. Okay. That's $10,000 in one month. I redid my calculations and then I redid them again. And I'm like, right. All I need to do is, um, you know, is, is, uh, build my list to, to 10,000 people. That's it. I'm solved. I jumped up out of my desk and said, yes. 
And then I looked around and realized, hold on, there was no one else in the classroom. This class finished 15 minutes ago and I'm still writing on the, the and I was just cracking up when I heard that. Uh, I'm like, what a good story. You know, I heard that years ago and I still remember it off by heart here. So see, and as you're speaking, I actually imagined all of that, which was awesome. Yeah. And he did it better. Yeah. You know, like I paraphrased his thing there. If you're reading the book, you can imagine him there sitting on the desk, you know, on one of those Bart Simpson desks, scribbling down on the piece of paper and then jumping out and then looking around. It probably didn't even happen like that you know but the way he told the story made it sound like that yeah yeah which is cool um okay and my final question Arige, is around mentors so you're obviously a mentor for plenty of course creators out there i'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been and if you can answer this in a few different ways if you could give us a paid mentor so someone that you've paid handed over cash to and you've done their course or their coaching program someone that you haven't paid but you follow them on social media, whether, or, or yeah, you look up to them, you follow them on social media, whether it's their YouTube channel, their Instagram account, their Facebook group, whatever it may be. Uh, and then a book that you recommend every course creator should read. Um, yeah. So um, my business coach, she was amazing. Um, her name was uh, Reem Kharbat. Um, learned so much from her. Uh, the other person that I've learned so much from was um, Gerald Henning. Um, he is a mindset performance uh, coach, and it was just amazing. He had, like he has this thing called Mind Scan Gym, and every session I went, I thought I'm like, oh, I already got this. I I know what to do. But it was always such a learning experience every time. Um, and the book that I love and I would recommend is Brain Rules by John Medina. Uh, it was amazing. Loved brain it. Brain Rules, did you say? Yep. Brain Rules by John Medina. I'm going to Amazon it right now. Tell me a little bit about uh, that book, Arid. What's, what's that about? So he did, and I mean, he's what he did is he also has another one about brain rules for elderly, and then he has one for children. But start off with this one. And he basically gives you an idea of what I talked about is when, when you're teaching how people are thinking, what, um, what are the concept of, you know, how they're learning and how it's just more of how you're living your life and why we're doing what we're doing. So for example, when I talked about this whole a drifting theory and you're thinking why it, there's actually a research and they found out that they can't help it in eight minutes they just need to like the brain just sort of like thinks about something else so it's it's how important it is for it to have a break and if we don't the brain is gonna do it so yeah it was it was a very different insights that i didn't think about well yeah. just put it on my amazon shopping list then um awesome all right so reach i'm sure there's going to be a heap of people listening to this watching this and I'm like all right this woman is cool. I like her stuff. I want to follow her. I want to want to speak to her. What do we do? Do we follow you on Instagram? Add you as a friend on Facebook? What's your best social platform? Yeah, um, Facebook. Um, just add me and we can definitely chat. And I would love to just even hear your program and see how I could help you to even make it better. That's would love that. Would welcome that. Awesome. Awesome. I'll also put a link in the show notes for everyone listening. Um, Arij actually gives us a free breakthrough session. I'll put a link down below in the show notes and recommend to check that out. Uh, Arij, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to or anything you want to finish this off with? Yeah. Um, so for those who have a recorded um, videos or like... Mm. Um, 
So what I, and, and how you can increase, let's say, if you're in a low ticket versus to a high ticket, my suggestion is um, like, keep your content as is. And then what you should do is have an upsell. And then with an upsell, make it double, let's say, whatever price you have. And, and that would be where you come in as a live um, coaching session, let's say at the beginning of the course, before they actually open it and go right deep into it. Then you want to have another one in the middle, and then you want to have one in the end. So that... Nice. The, so that at the beginning where it becomes like an introduction, right? So when you're launching your program, you say, okay, let's say you get about 50 or 100 or, you know, whoever is going to come. And then you sort of do an introduction of, okay, so this is what we're going to do. And this is a community right now that we're going to work on together. And because and you want, it's, it's more fun when I know others are learning with me. And in, mm. in, in the course, instead of just leaving it dry and so, I mean, just sort of leaving me to learn by myself. Um, so just sort of having an introduction, that would be that first. And then, of course, have mindset and finding different activities that you can somehow get them involved in. Then you want then sort of saying, OK, finish uh, this much and, you know, these modules or up to this much. And then later on, we're going to meet at this time. So then people will look forward to or at least see the recording and realize, whoa, what am I missing? And then and this is where they come in and actually ask questions. And this is where you come in and mention more stories or mention more of what others, because I'm just thinking as they're listening, they could you could even have some, you know, um, some suggestions that they can send you that you can say, hey, somebody mentioned this is what they did or just sort of making it more tangible and then um and then lastly ending with okay we finished how well did you guys do or or did you reach your goal and just that way it's there's that connection and it's not just about us being a, a coach or course creators you know getting the money but more of also seeing them succeed and seeing their process and their progress um, as they, you know, being transformed. And that's just one idea that I thought of that um, others can think about. Yes. Love yeah. it. I think it's an important thing, like, especially with the price point, right? Like I feel there, there's a difference, an online course is an online course. Um, okay. If you want to add value to that, great. You know, what can you add in there? And even if it's not one-on-one, -on -one, right? Even if it's like, yeah. hey, as part of this yeah. course, you know, yeah, the first Tuesday of the month at this time here, you guys get this group session and, you know, we meet each other, we play some games or I give a webinar, but you can ask questions or it's a live or, you know, I think anything you can add there adds value to it. So awesome point of reach. Thanks for bringing that up. You're welcome. Awesome. All right. Anything else you want to finish us up with or we'll leave it at that for today? We'll leave it at that. Thanks. Jeremy. Beautiful. Thank you for your time, Arige. You're welcome. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Course Creator Community Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.